Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help raise your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Welcome, everybody, to Ruining <laughs> Ruined. I'm Hallie, as always. And I'm Allison, who remembers her name. So we're already yep. off to a good start. So your tone at the beginning. 50% of the time. Your tone oh. at the beginning has me LOLing. Um, I am absolutely filled with the desire to hear you forget your name every time. <laughs> but I'm glad you got it. There's good odds that I will, because I have no idea who I am anymore. Yeah, welcome to Ruining Ruined, our super fun after show where we chat about a movie that we've already ruined for you guys. Um, and of course, this week's movie is The Descent. So of course, we are here with a very special guest I'm so to excited. talk about the film, Heidi Gardner. Heidi, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, ladies. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, we've had so many uh, technical difficulties, so <laughs> I can't see Heidi. So it is like she's inside a cave. Yes, this is very... Descenti. Yes, this is a girl's trip. This is a girl's trip. <laughs> girl's trip through the internet. Um, because obviously you all know Heidi from Saturday Night Live. And uh, one of the reasons we connected is she played a character on Weekend Update called uh, Jessie Rouch, who is a woman who inadvertently seems to be Freddy Krueger. And Heidi, I did want to ask, was this was this an idea that you had been marinating on or is this something where it's like, well, we have the sweater and I say we just go for it. You know, I happened to see someone at work uh, one day, the week before I did the character, who I believe was inadvertently dressed oh. like Freddy Krueger. Oh, no. I was about to call it out or because I'm such a horror fan, I was going to be like, Hey, cool. Or did you try to dress like Freddie? And then I was like, that might not be wow. a compliment. So I just pocketed it for a character and did it. I absolutely hope that you're able to do that character again. And it's just that exact same premise. Like she yes. still doesn't know that she's dressed like a, uh, a movie murderer. I agree. It's so funny that you could like inadvertently dress as him just because like that sweater is so iconic at this point that like a company that makes it has to be like, oh, you mean the Freddy Krueger sweater? <laughs> like, what else could it possibly be for? Like, no, I can't imagine a styling of it that wouldn't immediately evoke. I mean, the hat helps, but uh, it's so fun. It's so, so funny. <laughs> Heidi, are you a horror person in general? Like, was, is this sort of also your your cinematic wheelhouse? You know, I think it is, but I think I inadvertently am because I just have been over the last year being like, yeah, I freaking love horror and I know a lot about it. But I think <laughs> I never went to like horror conventions or necessarily like was like a Fangoria mm -hmm. girl. <laughs> so I... I just never considered myself part of the club. But now I'm starting to be like, yeah, no, I totally am, I think. 
Yeah, I feel that way about horror, even as someone who has watched a ton of stuff. And then it's sort of like, um, oh, like, I don't know. And it's sort of like, to me, like when you go to McDonald's, where it's like, should I be at McDonald's? And you look around, and you're like, everyone here is also at McDonald's. There's no, oh, yeah, we're yeah. free to just be here and enjoy the things we like to enjoy. So I encourage <laughs> yeah. you to just keep going on this journey. Um, and the movie <laughs> we're talking about this week was also a suggestion from Heidi. And yes. it, of course, is The Descent. And this was uh, one of a, a, a couple of films that you sent over. And yeah, is this is this a particular favorite of yours or just seem like this is something that people should absolutely have ruined for them? It It's definitely a favorite of mine because I think it was the first time I saw something horrifying on 25 different levels. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't oh, yeah. quit. It's scary all the, it's scary all the way down having not seen it uh, but having Hallie uh, now describe everything in detail to me um, it's so so scary <laughs> yeah um, did you see this in theaters or did you like just kind of like casually rent it stream it I uh, did I saw it in theaters I remember seeing it with my boyfriend then husband now and I think I'd heard about it, and we saw it the opening weekend at the Grove in L.A. Oh, and perfect. love it. Yeah, and we were both, to this day, and I rewatched it before uh, doing this podcast with you guys. I, we've always, like, I think we've only seen it that one time, but we always were like, that's one of the scariest movies ever. And then we watched it again on Saturday night, and we were like, oh, yeah, we weren't wrong. This is horrifying. <laughs> I think it says a lot that it, like, holds up for you. Because it's, like, 12 or 15 years old at this point, maybe. Yeah. yeah? It's, like, from 2007 or 9. I forget. We, oh, 2005. You were in the ballpark. Yeah, I'm close. Um, <laughs> I have no idea when 2005 was. But um, it's, like, impressive that it, like, holds up as still being scary. Um, well, let us begin our, um, we have a lot, again, a lot of uh, games, a lot of caves to descend into. Um, yeah. Allison, you want to kick I mean, us off? I do. Yeah, wow. Seamless. We're just like falling into exactly how we uh, <laughs> Seamlessly how- demanding you go into your segment. <laughs> okay, That's now the show has started. You go. Um, <laughs> look, we're nothing if not just smooth, polished hosts. <laughs> yeah, I would say like we're a well-oiled machine, but like a machine that does not need to be oiled, like a really yeah. oily computer or something where it's like, who put all this oil on? over here. Um, So obviously, like, The Descent, all of our listeners now will have listened, I hope, to the episode where we ruin the movie, but if you haven't, please do that. Um, The Descent is about a girl's trip gone wrong, so I thought we would chat a little bit about girl's trips in our lives, and if you've had, I hopefully not one that's been this traumatic, but I think that part of girl's trips is they are friendship ruining, usually. Um, Mm -hmm. As we learned from the film, Girl's Trip. Yeah, it's like life-ruining, friendship-ruining. I feel like there's always a villain. I went on my friend, a good friend of mine's bachelorette weekend, and there was one woman on it who was so... She was the villain so much that, like, she left halfway through, and everybody was like, well, this is wonderful. Just perfect. She got mad at everybody, and we were like, okay, well, we're going to go drink rosé on a boat, have fun. But do you have any, like, memorable, like, like a wildest trip or, like, a best or a worst memory, or just are you not a girl's trip person in general? If you've seen this movie, I assume you might not be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I do have a few girls trips. I. It's so funny you saying like there was a villain. I feel <laughs> like um, it was one of my friend's 21st birthdays and we went to the oh, Lake man. of the Ozarks 
I think we went to the Lake of the Ozarks because I knew that down there, well, you know, we could drink because she had just turned 21. And you could do (laughs) minnow shots, like shots with little minnows in them where you like swallow it. So you swallow a live fish. (laughs) Good God. And I was like, that (laughs) sounds... I was like, that sounds so 21 years old or so. I don't know. So we did that. I remember bringing, I also was like, what else is like for 21-year-olds? And I was like, oh, people do that thing where they do like a watermelon vodka Mm -hmm. thing. Like, yeah. but I didn't Google how to do that. So (laughs) No, why would you? (laughs) We just sliced a watermelon in half. And then I was like, I think you just poke holes in it and then pour a bottle of vodka so that it soaks or something. And so we we did that and let the watermelon soak while we went and did like the minnow shots at Big Dick's bar. <laughs> um, then we came back. We tried to eat this like nasty vodka watermelon. Oh, I'm sure it was just like mushy too. Because <laughs> yes. like... There's, like, some science to, like, watermelon maintaining any structural integrity. Like, once you douse it in vodka, it's liquid. And I already have a problem with the texture of watermelon. I don't like it. Um, But, again, this was for my friend's birthday. Um, (laughs) So we eat eat that. I guess we kind of get drunk off that. And then we all decided, I think there were, like, five of us, we decided to, like, skinny dip and jump off the dock into the lake. This, and is, a, this is a recipe for disaster. I'm like, this is a head injury. Know, this is I a know. horrible movie. You have to, like, pretend you hide your friend or something that died. This is horrible. <laughs> yes, because my, no, my adult anxiety now is, like, when I, when I say the words have drunk a lot and then go skinny dipping, jump in the yeah. lake off a dock <sighs> without a life jacket... Yeah, um, at night, I'm, I'm like, sure. Yes, at night. Oh. I think I jumped directly on one of my friends. Like, you know, like, I think I sunk her a little. So that just, I'm like, how, we're so lucky to be alive. And then, I think we all passed out, like, on the cabin. It was my grandpa's cabin, my Bampo, that he built with his oh. own hands. And we just, oh, like, <laughs> thrashed it and trashed it. Um, and then the next day... When we were driving us home, I got us so lost. But but I was driving and, like, I was also being funny in the car and, like, doing a bit. And all the other girls were so over the girls' trip that that's when I think I became the villain. They were like, shut up. You've also driven us, like, two hours in the wrong direction. We hate you. We're over you. Oh, my God. I'm sure, were you guys hungover? I can't, like, I feel like at 21, I was either, like, hungover to the point of, like, needing to go to a hospital or, like, woke up and was like, I'm going to go work out. Like, it was, there was no, (laughs) now I have, like, two glasses of wine. I'm like, well, I got to lie down for the rest of the day. But, yeah, I feel like it wasn't until this year during quarantine, I'm like, oh, I am, I'm finally hydrated. Like, I finally caught up. (laughs) After a decade of being completely hungover and dehydrated. I know some of those youth vacations and, like, trips, like, I went on spring break with a bunch of my girlfriends to Mexico, and we, like, found, we were, like, at a bar talking to these guys, and there were these, like, tall, handsome, like, USC swimmers. We were like, all right, like, what's this? I could get into this. (laughs) And then at one point, this guy goes, do you guys want to do meth? And we were like, what? Whoa. (laughs) Um, And then he was, we were like, no, we're good. Like, no, thank you. Do <laughs> meth. That's a <laughs> tough sell. And he pulled a syringe out of his pocket and jammed it into his thigh in front of us. 
He was injecting I, meth at the I, bar? So, and I'm like, looking back, and like, I'm like, there is a pretty good chance the one that, that got that away. Was like, I know, I'm, that, that should have been my husband, who yeah. I lost to <laughs> some tragic accident. Probably jumping off, getting drunk and jumping in the lake at night, <laughs> knowing him. <laughs> but it was just like, and then I was like, oh, he, that also might have been like, a bit he was doing. I have to tell myself that because I'm like, what on earth? Otherwise, like, how did he not stab us? Like, it was so. Wait, did he, he inject so himself through his pants? No, he's wearing shorts. We're in Mexico. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Whoa, did yeah, I, did obviously. Not, were you not imagining everybody in short shorts? That's what was happening. I um, almost feel like it's more fucked up if that was a bit. Like, I feel like if that was I real, that was like, well, that, that guy's on meth. <laughs> but to be like, ah, it's a ruse to hit what, on women. I was going to say, like, if you think that's, pretend that's how you meth. get women is you trick them into thinking you're doing meth in public. <laughs> You know what wow. women love? Public illegal drug use. Wow. <laughs> and we were in Mexico, and I'm like, if this is a pro- like legally, this can become uh, way worse of a problem for you here. I think. Yeah, uh, I don't know Mexican law, but I can't imagine injecting meth into your leg at a bar is allowed. No, I don't. Think <laughs> Again, so. write in if you guys know if you're listening. Yeah. Hallie, do you have any? I don't have. Um, I don't have any girls trip. I've never been on a girls trip, which I realized was very sad. I feel like I only travel for weddings. But one time I did organize a a, a yeah. friend trip, where, but they also all brought their um, you know significant others, and we were going to from New York to Delaware because I have an aunt and uncle who live near uh, Rehoboth Beach, and it's great. It's like a wonderful beach out. Of course, when we went, it rained the entire time, and I was incredibly depressed, and I was the only person there without like a boyfriend or husband, and I was like, man, I really goofed. We went bowling, which was fine, but the one thing that did happen. <laughs> Is I had one, I would tell her this, but my one, my friend's boyfriend, now her, you know, forever, her partner, he, uh, he was just really on my nerve. And not mm-hmm. for any reason he was doing, but just like, I think our personalities are just like a little bit, you know, they, not a good mix. But I had rented this like terrible boxy American like minivan. And I don't know what <laughs> brand it is, so I can't like denigrate the brand or whatever. But it had that thing like now you have like, you know, like an actual metal key or, you know, you keep your key fob and you can like put it in the cup holder and then you just press a button. But this was a weird hybrid where like the key sat in a little shallow divot but it didn't go in like a regular key. Anywho, oh, as a okay. result, when I was driving back from Delaware with all these people in the van, I'm driving and I hit the key with my knee and the key flies out while I'm going onto the Verrazano Bridge <gasps> from the New no. Jersey Turnpike. That's also the like the scariest bridge. dead stop. <gasps> oh, and it's like, all, we're like four different oh lanes are converging onto the bridge. And I am screaming oh, like, ah, I'm so stressed I, out. I'm not realizing what's going on. I'm, but I'm able mm. to like sort of pull ourselves to like the little triangle. And my friend's boyfriend calmly is like, don't worry, we're going to figure this out. He puts the key back in. Of course, I can't restart the car because I'm not in park, so I'm panicking. So he puts the car in park, and I was able to restart it. And I was like, well, you know, I was wrong about this guy. So he came through, and I really appreciate that, and I was the one being a bitch. And we didn't die. But it was just that moment of like, boy, this trip was kind of a bust, and now I'm going to get all of us killed on the highway, and that's going to be our trip. So... Yeah, I don't, in general, I'm like, maybe I don't ever want to go on a trip with a group of people ever again. <laughs> the Only more if I think about it. someone else is like organizing it or paying for it. I feel like if it's like, if there's yeah. like, a, yeah. somebody else is doing it, then I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll attend. Are you an extreme sports person, Heidi? Are you an adventure seeker? No, I mean, okay, I'll great. do stuff, but I don't uh, seek it out at all. Okay, great. You're like us. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm into sitting. I guess sitting is my interest. Yeah. I feel like I know people who do like go on like, we'll take like um, ayahuasca or something or like, I feel like I know pe- more people who would go on a drug trip than someone who mm-hmm. would go like whitewater rafting. I wish yes. I knew more of those people. I don't know where they are. The movie is also about extreme sports, about something about which Elsa and I know nothing about. <laughs> nothing. Um, but we wanted to ask you, give you some, would you rather the descent version? So sort of in what scenario would you be more comfortable with regards to extreme sports. So our first question to you is, would you rather go scuba diving in jeans or mountain climbing in sandals? Oh, my God. Um, I think scuba diving is more terrifying, so I'm going to go with mountain climbing in sandals, which is probably less safe. I don't know, but I'm picking Yeah, because you would be slip sliding. Yeah, the higher yeah. you get, the more dangerous it is. I guess it also depends on the jeans. Like if it's like a skinny jean, I think maybe you'd be fine. If yeah. it's like a, a dungaree, if it's like a like, like a, a, a yeah, jinko, like a, like a non-stretch Levi's five oh one. Like they're just so heavy. I feel like they would pull you down. Oh yeah, no. But I feel like a skinny jean is probably just basically a wetsuit, and I feel like <laughs> I just true. picked mountain climbing in sandals I'm dead <laughs> I'm for sure dead I can't believe I did that to be safe because I was like scuba diving is kind of freaky right. but scuba diving is scary sounding to me like I love the water I'm like all about boats and swimming but like I don't want to go scuba diving once mm-hmm. someone else is once something else is running my breathing I'm not thrilled yes. with the experience I think have you guys ever gone snorkeling? I feel like that's like the closest I've ever done to yeah. anything yes. even remotely approaching yeah. an extreme sport. I did a <laughs> thing on my honeymoon where you, you're you not down that deep, but you have like basically a helmet on and you're kind of like walking on the ocean floor. But again, you're not that it's like in an area that's not that deep. And you're connected by, like, a hose into your helmet that's, like, connected to the boat. And you're following a guide. And we probably got, like, 20 feet from the boat. And in my head, I was like, this is a horror movie. This guy, why am I following? Why am I in this helmet that is like, where so are you heavy? Going? Where oh, are we going? God. He could also just walk away. <laughs> like, right. How were you? How were you staying walking on the ocean floor without like floating up? I I, I don't even know at this point. It was an out of body experience because even me describing the it, physics of it. <laughs> yeah. All I know is I had like the worst back pain of my life the next day because I oh, do God. think those helmets are like seventy five <laughs> pounds on your shoulders and but well, you can't feel it. it. Right, and I'm sure you put it on before you go underwater, so you might have been yes. feeling gravity at that time. <laughs> I've only been snorkeling once, and I remember the horror I felt when I get in the water. I'm like, oh, you know, I never swim. Like, I know how to swim. Mm-hmm. I haven't swam in 15 years. So everyone's like, oh, wow. dive down to see the fish. I'm like, oh, diving down. Like, I, I had no, mm-hmm. it was like, I just, my body hadn't done that in so long. So yeah, so the next right. day I was just, it was like at a destination wedding. I also was in extreme pain because I was like, why did I think I could just be like, yeah, I haven't been in the water in 10 years. So I live in New York. I could definitely go snorkeling. I even did um, uh, on that diving down thing, that same trip. Again, I'm not that adventurous, but I did that whole like swimming with a dolphin thing. Oh, and yeah. 
they tell you they're like, grab onto its fin and it's going to take you down and then you'll like what? come up with it. And my husband heard me. He didn't want to pay the <laughs> exorbitant amount to swim with the dolphin. Oh, because it but is so said, much. Man after my own heart. He said he heard me in the group of like the five of us that were in there raise my hand and go, how deep will the dolphin be taking us down? <laughs> oh and they my were God. like, it's not going to be that far and you could let go at whatever point. But in my head, I was like, is it going to be the ocean floor? Like, I don't know how, like. How did they know not to go going? down there? Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like miles out. You're like, I think I'm still going. Yeah. They yes. don't have like a contract where they're like, no, I know where I'm supposed to go. I'll stick in this area. Don't worry. Like they're. Wild animal. I mean, they're pen yes. wild animals. Also, like in my mind, I would also be afraid of like it. Like if my hand is grabbing its fin, like it grabbing my hand back somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's like not how they work at all. Um, would you rather be trapped in an avalanche with no cell phone, or stuck online waiting to get the vaccine at the Javits Center with no cell phone? Uh, the Javits Center one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be underground or anything no. or under snow. No. <laughs> Though I do feel like whenever I go, it is going to be hours of just standing and I'm going to have forgotten to charge my phone and I'm just going to be by yes. myself, just standing, just <laughs> standing around. <laughs> um, Heidi, I have the next one. Would you rather be trapped in a cave with no flashlight or wear a giant metal feather necklace that a man picked out and had engraved for you, knowing that his wife also knows what he has engraved on there. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Such a good question, because that is one of the horrifying parts of the descent. But I would rather wear that than be in a cave alone in the dark. It's too scary. I guess it's sort of like being the other woman feels like it's the emotional cave for me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like, yeah, if I'm in a cave where I could clearly get out, that's fine. But other than that, I'll wear the necklace. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Men are just really bad at picking out jewelry, and I'm very specific about what I like to wear. I just don't know if I could put that on and feel good about myself. It's <laughs> a good point, too. All right, would you rather go whitewater rafting with a serial killer or someone who keeps referring to your whitewater rafting trip as your journey? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess you get to pick the serial killer. Yeah. Do I definitely get killed by the serial killer? No, it just just is It just is a serial... I said he, because like... Men do everything. Um, it could be Eileen Warnos. Yeah, okay. you're you're in a whitewater rafting trip with Eileen Warnos. <laughs> Who is that she? That one, a hundred percent. Eileen Warnos whitewater trip. Girls I would trip. have so many questions. Girls trip. And the ultimate girls trip. <laughs> She's the only. I'm sure there are others. That's the only female serial killer I could think of. Yeah, I mean, we don't know their names because, like, women get erased from history. So, well, <laughs> thank you for defending the legacy of female serial killers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and then finally, would you rather go parachuting nude or go parachuting with the leprechaun strapped to your back? Like the leprechaun from the movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah, not the not the Notre Dame one, the one from the films. <laughs> yeah. On this podcast, we only observe one leprechaun, and that is the leprechaun. <laughs> the leprechaun. Ugh, he would be so nasty on your back. I feel like, oh. I feel like he would 
try and do stuff, and so I'm gonna go naked. He's sneaky. Great. I feel like yeah, yeah no, Mm-mm. I don't want him on my back. I wouldn't trust him. Yeah, and he would mess with the parachute. Yeah, that yes, exactly. Yeah, you'd pull the string and all his gold coins would fly out, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then it's like you would think you were dying until like the last second and then he'd be like, hee 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 or something, you know? And so, no. Also, like, you'd protect him in the fall. So, like, he doesn't care what happens to you. Like, you're just a buffer to absorb shock. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we know we know too much about the leprechaun to assume that he would be chill with a chill parachuting partner. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference... Sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com, and this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. All right, we have another fun, chatty segment. (laughs) Arguable, but it is a chatty segment. (laughs) I mean, time for some girl talk, because this movie is all about creatures in caves, but it's also about secrets. Secrets are scary. I think that that like is a, as scary an element as like all of the uh, monsters running around in this movie. At least hearing about it for me. So you know, what's the biggest secret you've ever kept from someone, or like any stories about secrets that you might find relevant or interesting here? Well, you know, when I got when I found out I got on SNL, they say you know don't tell anyone like until we announce it like of course you can tell your husband but like that's about it and the announcement for me it kept on getting I think it was like they were like but it'll get announced in like three days or something so you know Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait that long or something um three days is a long time with that one though (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it ended up being like 10 days and you know I told my husband and then I like couldn't not tell my parents, you know, but I was like, mm-hmm. so did not trust them because I was like, they're going to tell more people. And then if you know, in my head, I just get the job and I'm like, and if Lauren Michaels finds out I'm getting fired, <laughs> you know, like I thought of course, it's like, yeah. for of some, course, of course, I, I suddenly had the thought that my parents could spread this like wildfire, <laughs> like across oh, the yeah, world. It's like, 
Lord Michaels finds out that your parents told their like neighbors or something. And he's like, <laughs> you let it out. Why would you, you do gotta that? Go. You gotta go. And I remember getting a text. I told my mom and I said, do not tell anyone. Do not tell anyone a million times. And then I get a text from my uncle Ed, who's my mom's brother, like a day later, who's like, heard the news. And like, oh no, the oh, way, no. I mean, I'm going to sound dramatic, but the way I ripped into my mom, which by the way, I like don't ever get angry. So the way I ripped into my mom <laughs> was literally just a text that was like, hey, I told you not to. But for me, that, <laughs> that felt, it felt really huge. Um, totally. And and my husband, I remember him being like, you shouldn't have told your mom, you know. But then my, then I come to find out, like, my husband had told his entire family, all of his friends. It was like. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It was it was horrifying living until, like, they actually announced it from the show. Because I was like, somehow these people in Missouri and Colorado are going to get me caught. And, like, I'm not even going to get to start the show, like, on Saturday night. I was going to say, like, are you from the Midwest? Because I, I, I'm someone who also has those fears where it's like, any scenario, like, what is the most remote possibility? And also, I know that's going to happen. Like, yes. Lord Michaels will find out that my brother, that my husband's family's cousin found out about this. Yes. 100%. Well, speaking of your husband, I'm just, I, I, I just had a question because I've been thinking about this part of the movie. Sarah, at the end of the film... Uh, just absolutely axes Juno and leaves her to die in the cave after mm -hmm. finding out that Juno was having this affair. As a married woman, do you feel like you you could see yourself doing something like that? Because to me, wow. I was a I was a Juno defender, unfortunately, because I just felt like she's gonna die. Like I, you know what I mean? Like she did this to her friends, obviously, but she also did it to herself. But I also see Sarah be. I understand her rage in finding this out in the worst possible way in a cave while her friends right. are being killed by monsters. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so here's what I think, because I think Sarah did that because she bl actually blamed Juno for her daughter's death. And at that point, I think okay. she was avenging her daughter's death. Because I think if you add it all up, it's like, yeah. oh, he was distracted in the car that mm -hmm. day, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where the, like, pickaxe through the knee happened. I think if it was just an affair... She would have probably gotten Juno out and like either kicked her ass or you know mm -hmm. or with verbal Never, uh, kicking yeah. ass, but I think it was the daughter part. That makes sense. I agree. Yeah. I also think like we sort of see Sarah's journey. Like you sort of see her covered in blood, you know, in the in the torchlight, and it's sort of like the the Sarah that we knew at the beginning of the movie wouldn't have done that. But like having been through this experience, it's like it's it's both revenge and also like practically speaking this is her way to get out. Like, if, if they're distracted by Juno, Sarah is able to be reborn, like, you know, literally the metaphor of her getting out and and being able to hopefully go have another life after Juno, to your point, kind of ruined her old one. Yeah. I'm not yeah, saying I would I, do it. I'm saying I, I, I could see myself yeah. doing it, you know? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Allison, if you and I were ever in a cave and this happened... <laughs> Have, have I been having an affair with Dave? Like I don't know. I, fi finally, it comes out. Have you? Have you been having a? An <laughs> I tell you on this affair? podcast. In front of Heidi Gardner, you're going to embarrass me like this. <laughs> After all of the technical difficulties, you wait till now. <laughs> please, please do not have an affair with my boyfriend. I would really appreciate it. Uh, boyfriend of the pod, Dave. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, I won't. Um, but I Thank did. And when we were talking about this movie, I was like thinking about it because I did have um, one of my very good friends all through college and after 
her boyfriend when we were sophomore years of in college was like a good friend of all of ours. Like we had all met him. Like we were all mutually friends with him before they started dating. And years later, I had hooked up with him. And they were, I mean, they were friends. Like it was like not a big deal. But I still felt weird that like she didn't know that. And so like years later, I was telling her, and I was like, Laura, I have to tell you something. Oh, I'm changing all the names in this, but not that it matters. You don't know them. Um, <laughs> but neither do our listeners, hopefully. I was like, I'm really, I have to tell you something. It's just like been weighing on me. Um, I, you know, slept with, and she was like, oh my God, no, you slept with Brendan? And I was like, oh my God, no, her other ex-boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God, ew, no, gross. Why would anybody, it's like went oh, off no. on how like disgusting it was in my oh, mind no. that like anybody <laughs> would have sex with him. And then she was like, I was like, no, no, Dan. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, what about Brett? And I was like, no, just he sucked, man. <laughs> like it's over. But I was just like spending so much time going over it. She was like, okay, I get it. You didn't like him. <laughs> But I related to Juno feeling kind of like a little like, ugh, and it wasn't even, you know, her husband and no one died, so. I guess like to me, it's I, it speaks to you. I think you as a good person is like the fact that you felt compelled to tell her that. Not that I wouldn't. I just feel like I'm sort of a let, let sleeping dogs lie type of person. Yeah. But I guess that leads to it. The other question is, what is the worst thing someone's ever done to you, Heidi, mm. if you have a, a deep betrayal you'd like to reveal on our podcast? Yeah, if you want to air that here. You know, now is a good well, time. No. <laughs> the one that comes up, I was okay, but I I brought this on. This was um, this was like seventh grade band camp. So we're going deep. Ooh. Those formative <laughs> betrayals, and this is definitely like nastier than anything adults would do. Yeah, and your brain is still forming. So, like, these betrayals, like, form us in ways that, like, what's your 30, whatever age, these things happen. Yeah, I don't know what someone could do to me now. (laughs) But I brought this on myself. So I did a betrayal that then brought on the betrayal. So um, my best friend, Ashley, and I, we go to band camp. And, okay, so we'd go to basketball camp at KU, and then we'd also go to band camp. And at basketball camp... I was, like, the star. And at band camp, she was, like, the star. Like, um, so at basketball camp, I'd had my week of, like, being cool, you know, getting picked as team captains, all this stuff. Then we go to band camp the next week, and we both play flute. And Ashley was, like, a flute prodigy, and I never practiced my flute and (laughs) was not good. So she gets in band A, and I get in band B um, with all the kids that aren't as good at instruments and so this is our second week in a row of like spending the whole week with each other in like dorms and so we're getting on each other's nerves like pretty bad and also this is my week of not being as cool and like I kind of felt Mm -hmm. like I started picking up on the vibes like yeah Ashley thinks she's all that at band camp and you know I'm just getting annoyed and like she's getting invited to do stuff by like other good like woodwind players and stuff and I'm not oh boy mm-hmm. and so she goes jealousy to take a shower and her journal is out there in the <gasps> open oh no and I'm like she something's going on I'm reading it because she's being a bee and <laughs> this is why you know you get what you deserve I open up <laughs> journal and this is again gonna sound so stupid and the first thing I read is Heidi is so bad at flute she (gasps) is 
no. She gets put in the like shittiest bands because she's so bad at flute. I know she wow. barely practices. She's just like wasting her parents' money. She sucks <laughs> at flute. Oh and God. then I like hear the shower turn off. I like put it away. And like in your head, I'm like, I have to act like nothing's happening you know like um because I know what I did isn't right yeah yeah but then when she comes out I'm being like a total bitch and she's like what's wrong I'm just like nothing you know that whole game just like nothing I'm fine nothing's wrong (laughs) nothing's wrong you know so I feel betrayed even though she was totally right on I did suck at flute and I did not try at all but I you know I'm the one who did the bad thing and I got mine. That's Oof. like such an eloquent, like karma experience. Where it's like, nope, <laughs> I, I now I know what you think. Yeah, I bet it flute. <laughs> and to have her be right, that's the so savage I part know. of all. If she was wrong, you'd yes. be like, okay, whatever. It's like, no, she was right. Right. Yeah, and it's I like, why that. is she telling her diary that you suck at flute? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't this isn't anywhere near as as incredible as that. But I what it reminds me of it was going into sixth grade. And I don't know if you guys had this experience, but I remember going to my first day of sixth grade, and everyone had gotten jeans, and I was still wearing leggings. And I was like, "Why no one tell me about jeans?" But I had one cool <laughs> friend, Nicole, <clears throat> that is her real name. Google her, and. Um, <laughs> Allie's friend, she, Nicole. <laughs> um, I remember we would go to, like, garage sales. Like, so it was, like, the summer before sixth grade with mm-hmm. our moms or whatever. And we were really excited. Like, oh, you get all this cool stuff or whatever. And I remember finding these pairs of, like, they were, like, truly bizarre shoes that my mother shouldn't have allowed me to wear. They were, like, patent leather, like, galoshes, like a lace-up <laughs> ankle boot. Like, I don't know who had them, like, or from what era. But Nicole was like, those are really cool. Like, you absolutely should buy them. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not someone who normally would wear this, but, like, they're a dollar. So I wear them to school the next week or whatever. Everyone's like, what are those shoes? And Nicole's like, yeah, those are gross. And I was like, she tricked me. Devastating. And that was that uh-huh. first, like, mean girl experience where I was like, wow, she got me good. Like, I but think like, she did like them. And then when she saw everyone else hated them, she's like, no, I do think they're gross. I do, But she, you know, look, again, we're 12. Which I think do? is almost more hurtful because, like, yes. you're yeah. that's somebody who's, like, willing to, like, drop. Like, that's not somebody who was like, I'm going to get Hallie and, like, tell her to buy these shoes and then she's going to wear these shoes and we're all going to laugh at her. It's like the second that other people thought they weren't cool and she could separate herself, she's like, Bye. <laughs> and I should have known it was the end. Of, oh. I should have known it was the end of our friendship because we would um, reenact like TLC's waterfalls, mm-hmm. and it was like her two girls, and then I had to play like the drug dealer and the boyfriend, like the auxiliary <laughs> characters. You know what I mean? When we would do the like uh, film the music video. So, oh yeah, devastating. Yeah, middle school is not kind to anyone. It's just so hard. It's so sad. <laughs> This has been a real a, slight, a look into all of our lives, I think. Yeah. Much like the descent offers, you know, what would what would, what would happen mm-hmm. to you if you were put in this stressful situation? Mm-hmm. So we wanted to offer you something that we offer all of our guests, uh, except for our last episode because we just completely forgot. But yeah. um, we would like to make you a bespoke horror movie. And so we're going to give you some options, and then we're just going to paint you a word picture about the horror movie that you will be the protagonist of. Yes. Um, so I'll have and you we'll pick— And we'll do it kind of based on the descent, so like kind yes. of a similar— we're, we're thinking an adventurous girl's trip gone wrong. Okay. Um, so if you could pick from these activities, uh, scuba diving, rock climbing, or ice fishing, which one feels like something that you could see yourself doing? Ice fishing. 
Ice fishing, love it. All right, so it's like you and a girlfriend going ice fishing. Now, of the girlfriends, either your friend who acts like she's done this before when she's really just done Zoom yoga, uh, <laughs> your friend who hasn't given any thought to when we're going to eat and doesn't seem sufficiently worried about any of those kinds of things, uh, or your friend, uh, your best friend who raves about it and honestly, you don't see it. I'm going to go the first one who acts like she knows what she's doing. Okay. And then finally, um, you just pick one of these monsters, a demon hell spawn, a chainsaw-wielding cannibal, or, of course, the leprechaun. Chainsaw-wielding cannibal. Oh, wow. You've decided to finally do it. You're going ice fishing. You've been saying it for years. And you're finally going with your friend. who She talks all the time about ice fishing, but yeah. you've never, like, seen her do it. You know what I mean? Like, she posts ice fishing videos, but it's not her. It's, like, from other ice fishing Instagrams. But yeah, you trust like, her. Copy-paste, like, like screenshotting and then putting it in stories. Not like a real regram. So you, your hand out there, you're on the ice. You're having, we well, you wouldn't say, like, a good time. You're not having a great time. But it's fine. You know, you like fish. Um, you brought a bunch of <laughs> snacks. You're, like, getting yeah. a little bit drunk. And in the distance, you keep hearing this sound, and you're like, I guess it's just like an ice fish, like a drill to drill the ice fishing. <laughs> right, because you, do you don't know enough that. about it. Right. And your friend says, yeah, that, I hear that when I go ice fishing, I hear that sound all the time. Yeah. And it's getting closer, and you're like, it sounds like a chainsaw. Like, it sounds like somebody's <laughs> running a chainsaw. And your friend's like, yeah, sometimes you need chainsaws. Right. You know, and it, you're like, wait a minute, have you actually ever gone ice fishing? Your friend's like, okay, I haven't, like, gone ice fishing. <laughs> And then you both turn around and you realize there is a chainsaw-wielding maniac running towards you. And how do you know he's a cannibal? Because he's screaming it. He's just screaming it. <laughs> screaming, I'm a cannibal. I want to eat you. And he is running through you. Luckily, he's not able to go that fast because he's on ice. So he is slip-sliding everywhere. But unfortunately, you guys can't run away. You're all slip-sliding on the ice. And of course, you run across, you're running across the ice. You drop suddenly into an ice fishing hole. <gasps> And you wake up, and it turns out you're actually in the cave uh, of the uh, descent the whole time. Uh, it was a fake ending. So now uh, you're trapped down there with the monsters. Uh, and Heidi, that's your horror movie. It's incredible. And <laughs> I think you. it all completely adds up because that whole part about hearing the chainsaw, I would think that's how other people drill into the ice. Like, Absolutely. It's all as far as I know, that is. Yeah, I yeah. don't see another alternative. Oh, I love this. Uh, and now we're going to write this for you, and you will star in it. I hope yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Would you ever want to star in a horror? Yeah. Like, is this, like, in your, you know, your your dreams about your uh, career, is this an a area you'd like to explore? Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think you'd be great. Be you would be an excellent final girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. You. you really would. <laughs> yeah, you deserve, you deserve a movie you're going to survive. You know, yeah. you deserve a movie. You're not going to die in that cave. Yeah, you're making it thank all the way you. to the end. Thank you. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure to talk yes. to you. This was a delight. I, this was so much fun. This was, it felt like a girl's trip. It sounds like we haven't been yeah. on one in a long time, and we just did one. Yeah, we yeah. just had a little virtual girl's trip. <laughs> the fake ending was we didn't record any of this. Like, it turns out it just wasn't recording. <laughs> We're going to start over. <laughs> yeah, say the exact same things. On our podcast, we always rate uh, movies on the spooky scale a range of one to 10 screams. Uh, the spooky scale is not quality of the movie, but how scary it is. Um, okay. So I'm wondering what you think, where the descent falls on the spooky scale. 
um, in terms of the real horror that imbues in you? I'm not easy, and I'm giving this a 10. Oh, wow. Oh, 10 out of 10. Yeah. And especially when we see the theater, I feel yeah. like that's the mm-hmm. place to see a movie like this. Yeah. Yep. This feels like a real theater movie. <laughs> movie you should see it. <laughs> You've said it, Allison. <laughs> I, like, no longer use words during the day, so every sentence is an exciting journey, and we don't know where it's going. <laughs> Well, Heidi, thank you so much for putting up with us. And yes. um, thank you for listening. And yes. to everyone at home, thank you so much for also listening. Yeah, keep listening, please. And in the meantime, please. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky, thank you. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. <laughs>